welcome back to another episode of celibate in the suburbs i did accidentally take a very very long hiatus but we're back What have I done? I'm also just a girl. Standing in front of a boy. Asking him to love her. You're a lady. You're lots of lady. You're once, twice, twenty times a lady. I like you. Very much. <laughs> Apart from the smoking, and the drinking, and the vulgar mother, and the verbal diarrhea. No, I like you very much. Just as you are. We're back. Um, in reasons why I took the hiatus, I took the hiatus by accident because I got a new job. So my old job was not like full time. Um, and then I got let go. Sad, but we're over it. We're moved on. Got a new job like three weeks later. This new job, however, full time. So I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to fit recording and editing into kind of my schedule. And as things are opening up COVID-wise, pandemic-wise in Massachusetts, I'm, I have more plans. I have things to do now. I'm not just bored in the house, in the house bored. So we're going to make it work though. We're going to make it work because I want to make this work. And shout out to Super Producer BC. Unfitpod, Emily, I just listened to their podcast episode. Um, highly recommend listening to that. They're like my podcast friends. Um, but they really just like kind of gave me the kick in the butt that I needed. They, they don't know that they did that, but I was just listening to them and Unfit just had their 50th episode and they've been doing this for a year. And I'm like, I want to get to 50 episodes. I want to be doing this for a year. So we're going to do it. We just, need, we just need to do this shit. So we're back on Wednesdays. Let's go. Today, we're not talking about rom-coms. Well, we are talking about rom-coms, um, but we're talking about books because I haven't watched <laughs> a movie in a hot minute. Um, I will be reviewing this movie called The Broken Hearts Gallery, um, but I really want um, two of my friends to join me, so we won't be doing that until I have them on. So I figured today we're going to talk about the books that I've read so far in 2021. Or missing one. Um, I don't have my copy of Red, White, and Red, White, and Royal Blue. Red, White, and Royal Blue. Try saying that 10 times fast. Um, I don't have my copy of that because I did lend it to someone already. But um, I will actually be on UnfitPod to talk about my thoughts on that book. So whenever that comes out, I'll be posting about it. Um, but you should also go check out UnfitPod anyways search unfit i follow them i'm tagging them in like so many things they tag me in things sometimes so you've probably seen them but anyways um if you know anything about me and if you listen to this podcast you do know things about me i love romance romance movies are obviously my favorite rom-coms we all know that it's what this podcast is all about but romance novels romance novels are just they make me happy they are like the best thing ever. I've read six this year. Um, I've read seven books total. One of them I'm not, it, we'll talk about it, but I'm not going to classify it as a romance. It's not romance centric, but there is a romance. Um, I love 
a good old romance. And my kind of guidelines for what makes a good romance novel good is different than a rom-com um, movie, but it's pretty similar. I want it to be funny. I want there to be miscommunication, and I need there to be romance, obviously. But it's a book. We can't have a musical number. Sad. But in replace of that musical number, I want it to be spicy. Gonna put it point blank, gonna put it out there. I want it to be hot. Like it, we're reading about adult relationships. I need there to be some adult, fun, sexy times. And the books that I have right next to me, most of them at least, have some adult, sexy times. Um, so we're just gonna get into it. We're gonna go in the order of what I read this year. Um, I'm not going to talk about Red, Red, White, and Royal Blue because I will, I'm going to do the Unpit Pod podcast about it. I don't have the book in front of me, so I don't really um, remember a lot of it, but highly recommend it. Um, a little gay romance, um, two guys, they're in their 20s, which is really nice. Um, a majority of the books I read, they're like in their late 30s, but I like Red, White, and Royal Blue because they're like 22 and 24. Um, and I'm 25, so like it's close, way closer to my age, way closer to what I'm dealing with, um, except for the fact that it's about the Prince of England and the son of the United States president. So not exactly what I'm used to, but not, not what I'm used to. You catch my drift. But we're starting with Take a Hint, Danny Brown. This was the first book I read this year. I read it in a couple of days. Um, I read to get a life Chloe Brown last year, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, and this book might be my favorite one that I've read this year so far. It is about Danny Brown and Zafir and Sari. So it's an interracial non-white relationship. There's a theme with all of my books, minimal white people. The, the, my ideal book has at least one POC lead. I prefer both of them be POC, but I'm the product of an interracial marriage. I can't hate on interracial marriages with white people. Um, and written by a POC author, and they're all written by women. Um, I don't even know if there are romance novels written by men. Well, I'm sure there are. There are like old timey romance novels written by men under women's pen names but like these are all contemporary written by women anyways but get a life no take it danny brown um danny brown is bisexual she is plus size she is a badass professor phd student i guess she's not a professor but she's a teacher um and she gets herself into a fake relationship with the guy that she's like friends with is a fear. He's a security guard at the building she works in. And they are, they're in this fake relationship. And obviously as all fake relationships go in romance novels, they start to fall for each other. And it's funny and it's well-written and it's like an easy, easy, easy read. Like you could easily sit down with this and bang it out in a couple hours. Um, you're going to want to bang it out in a couple hours. I really, really, really enjoyed this. Um, Talia Hibbert, she's British. Um, British book, 
don't really know you like you wouldn't really know it's british like there's some things that they say and you're like what the fuck does that mean but it's not really like hello governor pip pip cheerio tea time i I don't british people talk like that in my head i guess um (laughs) really good spicy sexy it it, like it is yes when i read get a life chloe brown i was not expecting it to be so graphic if you will um so just take that with a word of caution there are some um very much not safe for work sections of these books but they're delightful they're delightful next up I read Actor A.G. Brown. I mean, we got to read all three books. This book was not what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, but it's an enemies to lovers type situation, kind of, sort of. Eve Brown kind of gets in this big fight with her parents and they're cutting her off um, until she can hold down a job. So they, she hasn't been able to hold down a job for her entire life. She's in her late 20s, I think, like, she's not super old. Um, the Brown family, they're rich, which I love. I love rich Black people. I love when Black people are not shown as, like, poor or struggling. Like, they're struggling, but not because they're Black, which is nice. Or, well, they're struggling not because they're poor. I don't know. Anyways. Um, Eve Brown also plus size she is stumbles upon this D&D this bed breakfast where she finds Jacob and Jacob is like the owner of this B&B and they hate each other and they don't get along but he needs a chef she needs a job so he hires her and they like strike up this friendship courtesy type situation um and Jacob's autistic. Um, something that I love about Talia Hibbert's books, at least the Brown Sisters books, is that each main character has something that marginalizes them, other than the fact all three Brown Sisters are plus size and they are fat. That's the same thing. They're plus size and they're black, is what I mean. Um, then there's something else, like it, it's a spoiler alert in Eve Brown, so I can't tell you what it is. Um, but Danny Brown is bisexual, um, so she's kind of dealing with her past relationships, and, like, does she want to be with a man? Does she want to be with a woman? Like, what does that mean for her? And then Chloe Brown um, has a chronic illness, so she's, like, chronically in pain, and so it's fun. I guess it's not fun, but it's cool, because these are stories about people that you don't necessarily get romance stories, but, like, I've never seen a movie with a fat, black, uh, bisexual woman as the main character or with a fat black woman falling in love with an autistic man like that's just not what you get in real life so I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy them trending in the marginalized romance group spoiler alert by Olivia Dade is a plus size romance 
unfortunately two white people these are the only this one and the next one are the only two like white people books um but i picked this up because it's a fact romance um so in this one april whittier is a geologist rock person whatever the rock people do not like guitar rock like literal rocks that person she's one of those she um is a big fan of the show um called legend the gates or something they just call it gates all the time but it's basically game of thrones it's it, the gist is it's game of thrones um and she writes fan fiction she cosplays like she does the whole nine yards and she has this really really good friend in her kind of fan fiction writing server group um that she's been friends with and she kind of sort of alludes to like loving him even though they've never met in person um and one thing leads to another they don't know who each other are in real life april ends up posting a picture of herself in cosplay on twitter and it goes pretty viral like the tv show twitter retweets it and there are people that are really excited about it because she did a really good job and there are people that are being fat shaming assholes enter marcus capis Rupp. no what's his name marcus Cap caster rup there's one thing about me it's that i do not know characters names ever marcus is, plays the lead on this show a man named anius um, I spent the entire book, I'm not kidding, the entire book pronouncing it as anus. So he plays a man named anus for all intents and purposes. And he sees that she's kind of getting shit on social media. And a lot of the kind of hate has been directed towards him saying like, oh, well, Marcus would never like that. Like, that's so stupid. And so Marcus replies, and he's like, no, no, no. Like, I think it's lovely. I think she does a great job. Like, I think her cosplay is fantastic, blah, 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 blah. And it leads to him asking her on a date. So they go out, and Marcus, who the reader knows, is her fan fiction friend. So Marcus has been writing fan fiction about his own TV show under a pen name because it obviously is not allowed. Like he's not supposed to be doing this. He is basically shitting on the show that he is on by creating these alternate universes. Um, and so April and him date and there's this kind of, this is looming over Marcus the entire time. He knows this fact. April does not know that he is her podcasting friend um not podcasting fan fiction fan fiction friend um but it's it's a really good book and I was nervous about the fat aspect of it I read uh one to watch I forget who that author is but one to watch last summer and that was good it was basically like a fat woman becomes a bachelorette for the first time um but it was really focused on her insecurities like she was an insecure fat woman april not insecure she's confident she doesn't care that she's fat like it's just a thing about her that exists same with the brown sisters they kind of don't they're never talking about how they're insecure about their bodies like it's not brought up like that 
Um, however, there are like a couple chapters dealing with April's parents um, that were really kind of, I don't want to say triggering, but like kind of triggering. Like if you're, you grew up fat, like, and you have parents, um, you grew up fat and you have parents, but if you grew up fat and your parents were kind of like not supportive of you being fat, I don't know really how to word it, but um, you're kind of, kind of get what April dealt with, though hers is an extreme. Her dad essentially is like an asshole, like the biggest asshole of all assholes. So it's dealing with that, like her, she's dealing with fat phobic things in her life, but she herself is kind of at peace with her being a fat person. So it's really fan fiction-y, it's really nerdy and dorky, um, really fucking hot, some great sex scenes in here gonna be honest next i'm just flying through these because i don't really i don't know what i am talking about but i just i need to record something i just need to sit here and talk um the bromance book club by lissa k adams this one i picked up a long time ago i bought this probably like in december maybe like i think i bought it like last in like 2020 um i've seen it every time i've gone to Barnes and Noble and it's about this group of men who are kind of I don't want to say famous but like they're all celebrities in their own right so this one in particular is about um, a major league baseball player Gavin Scott they're all all these men are in this romance book club where they read romance novels to better themselves and better their relationships the idea being that Romance novels are written by women, so the men in romance novels are the way that women want them to be. And I mean, can confirm, men written by women are fucking fantastic. But Gavin gets involved in this book club because he finds out that his wife, the entire time they've been together, they have been married for like four years at this point, I think, three years. For the entire time they've been married, she's been faking orgasms. And he finds this out and he doesn't react well to it. He kind of takes it out on her in a way that he shouldn't have. Um, and she is pissed, rightfully so, the way that he reacted. And they get in like this big fight and they're basically going to get divorced. And it's them kind of figuring out how to get back together. She gives him the kind of ultimatum challenge that like he has until Christmas to woo her, convince her, like better himself kind of essentially um, and make the relationship better than what it was before or else they're getting a divorce and he needs to move out. So it's fun. It's really funny. Um, the other characters in this are really funny. Um, and then there's more of these books. And the books are about the other characters, which is nice. Um, so I'm really excited to read them. It was pretty hot. Like, I'm sca like not the hottest book I've ever read. Not, like, the best, like, sex scenes. But they definitely are in here. They definitely exist. They're definitely a thing. Um, it was fun because it was different. Um, most books I read are relationships just beginning, whereas this one is a relationship kind of in its middle, um, and they're trying to pull it back on track, so it was different than what I'm used to. 
Um, I read this in two days. I would have probably read it in one if work didn't exist and life didn't exist, but I plowed through this book. Um, it was really good. Um, I'm really excited to kind of read the other ones. Um, again, this one also to white people, but I honestly just pictured them as not white. So, because I, I just, I just simply ignored the fact that they were white. <laughs> um, not a romance, but romance adjacent is such a fun age. Not even romance adjacent. There is a couple that happens, I guess, but such a fun age by Kylie Reed. This was Reese's Book Club. Um, it came highly recommended to me. I, again, I've read this maybe two days. It might've been three, but I read this really quickly. Um, it's not long. It's like 300 pages. It's okay. The characters were incredibly unlikable. They're all privileged white people, except for um, Emira. Emira? Emira? Except for the narrator. Um, it's basically a story of privilege, of white privilege. Um, and I think if you're white and you want to learn more, you should read this. Um, it was okay. I finished it and I was like, was this a good book? I don't know. And I think anytime you finish a book and you're asking yourself if it was good, it was probably not good. Um, but I like it. There's a, ooh, there's a discussion in the back. I didn't know there was a discussion in the back. Well, there is discussion back. The discussion questions look great. If you read this in a book club, you have some good thought-provoking questions for you. Um, I don't, I don't really know what to say on this one. This was one of the first books that I wrote in. Um, I like really underlined and like took notes. Um, it's broken up into four parts. So at the end of each part, I kind of wrote down my notes and what I thought about it. Um, one thing I hated about, absolutely positively hated about this book was that there was a lot of what I deemed unnecessarily weight talk. Um, I like body weight, like they really just kept going on and on and on about one character's weight. Like it was a lot of emphasis put on it and I, I simply just thought it was stupid. Um, I was recording this on my lunch break and got an email. So I had to do some things and I don't entirely remember what I was talking about, but we're just going to move on to the next book. And the last one, this is the last one I read, um, The Kissing Game by Marie Hart. This one, I guess, is a part of like a big ass series. She has, I think, 18 books with kind of all the same characters. Um, so there's the Macaulay Brothers series, the body shop bad boys series which i'm intrigued by i want to read it um <laughs> the titles of those are test drive roadside assistance zero to 60 and collision course <laughs> um the donnegan series and then veteran mover series the first one of that those are called the whole package <laughs> smooth moves and handle with care um this book I read this in like three or four days. <laughs> this book is so good. 
<laughs> this book. I said this already, but men written by women are like my favorite men in the world, obviously. And the man in this, Axel, my roommate was making fun of me because I kept saying he was really hot. And it's obviously a character in a book, so I've never actually seen him. So it's really just me making up in my head what he looks like. But I'm envisioning, he's like this big, he's 6'6". Six, six. He's 6'6". Six, six. He, six, six. He's German. He's like blonde. He's covered in tattoos. So I'm envisioning um, Jax Teller from Sons of Anarchy, but like bigger and tatted up and also German with an accent. <laughs> Oh, this one starts right off the bat with Axel. He's like, I have liked Rena. Um, she's a waitress at the local bar that they all go to um, for years. Not years, I guess, for a year. And I'm too nervous to make a move. He really has like a lot of um, daddy issues, to say the least. Um He's really fucking out. But this book is good. It's them kind of, they make this deal. He basically has until Valentine's Day to woo her and kind of convince her to date him and stay with him because she's looking for like her Mr. Right. Like she's looking to like fall in love, get married, have babies. She's black. And there is this weird subplot that I didn't love about some white supremacists it's written by a white author so i think she was trying to like incorporate some sort of drama into their relationship on top of what was already there um was white supremacists the drama that we needed i'm not sure and i'm not talking like they're just like a couple of racist assholes. Like they are literally white supremacists. Like they are like trying, like one of them is trying to join like a white supremacist gang. Like it's tough. And then it just kind of ends. Like the white, that whole thing, like the white supremacist plot point, uh, it, it's odd. I don't know if it was necessarily like their own internal. I think she wanted like an outside drama on top of their internal like relationship drama and it works i guess it's drama it just i didn't i didn't need a white supremacist group in my rom-com but this was really funny um it was good it was sexy as all hell this was like the most kind of sex scenes in a book that i've read most of them it's kind of like there's like one or two um this one was like every fucking chapter it was incredible i mean i i feel like i'm gonna go look up let's look up body shot bad boys i feel like these are gonna end up being like the fabio cover body shop bad boys books oh yeah 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 okay so these oh yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm these are like the there's the hot shirtless guy on the cover who's oiled up. <laughs> One of the reviews, the review, this review that's on the cover of Test Drive says, 
high octane chemistry keeps the pages turning and your engine revving. I'm gonna have to read these. I'm getting a Kindle for my birthday and I'm not kidding. I'm getting a Kindle so that I can read books like this that have these like, these naked people on the cover um, without feeling bad about it. So these are, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. So I think she's like a, like, she's like a, like those kind of romance writers, not a, like, obviously it's contemporary romance, but I think the cover that's on this is like, has little cartoon drawings. And that's how I pick my romances. Like I want the little cartoon people on it. I don't want real people on my covers. That's kind of how you weed out the just straight up smut books. But you know what? Your girl's lonely and maybe she needs a smut book. So um, all in all, my stack of books, all six of them. I don't have my seven. Um, they're all really good. If you want to know like what I rate them, I post them on Instagram. I think I should have mentioned that probably here while I was talking about them, but I didn't have the foresight to pull up my Goodreads account. Um, but if you go to my Instagram, it's biracial booty. And then I have a highlight called 2021 books. And there's a little bit a little blurb about each book, the title, the author, obviously, and then what I rated them. Um, I have a hard time not giving any book I finish five stars. If I liked it enough to finish it, it's a good book. So if I liked it enough to finish it, it automatically gets three stars. Um, nothing that I deem finishable can be worse than three stars, like, because I just simply will not finish it. Um, so all of these, I think, are in the three and four star range. Um, the Brown Sisters, I think, were five stars. I don't remember, though. But if you want to come on this book reading journey with me, follow me on Instagram. Um, I will be throwing in some book reviews with my rom-com movie reviews as we go through this podcast journey. But long story short, we're fucking back. Celebrate in the Suburbs is back. Are we better than ever? Unsure. But we're here. That's what matters. We still don't know what the outro is going to be. I think it's going to be fucking Olivia Rodrigo because she's been speaking to my soul lately. So uh, cue that damn baby. But for you, I guess you moved on really easily. You found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks. Remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world? I guess that you've been working on yourself I guess the therapist I found for you should really help Now you can be a better man for your brand new girl